Right, plenty of WhatsApp voice notes that are coming through right here on Mara Sports Worldwide. It is a Monday and we are live on the YouTube channel. 947 Joburg forward slash and you could find us right here. Send us your comments as well on the YouTube channel. Otherwise, utilize all the social media platforms and including the WhatsApp voice note number. Coming back home though, hey, such an honor, such a pleasure to be hosting this gentleman sitting right here in front of me. I mean, uh, his team continues to dominate the Tanzanian League. And since being voted in as president, his side has won two trophies so far. The latest one being the league title that they managed to win as early as this past weekend. So nice and fresh, the champion is here in studio. I mean, his side, younger SC. I mean, that's the kind of side that really inspires, is in the country. They're going to be playing against Marumo Gallons in their CAF Confed Cup semi-final second leg. And tonight, we get to know how he managed, though, to turn the fortunes around of this team and what we can expect under his leadership. Ladies and gentlemen, as they call him, the engineer, Hersi Ali Saeed, is here with me in studio, the president of Young Africans SC. Mr. President, thank you so much for your time. Good evening. Welcome to the show. Thank you very much, Robert. Um, very happy to be here. A great honor. A great honor indeed to see you. Uh, it's, it's a whirlwind trip to South Africa. Just tell me firstly, as champions, that feeling, congratulations. Thank you very much. Uh, actually, it's, it's a good feeling to be champions. Um, we made um, our championship. I mean, um, this is our 29th. Yes. Uh, you know, Young Africans is the oldest football club in Tanzania, established uh, around 1935. So this is, um, we managed to run the club for 88 years now, 29 championship this season. Um, being a president of the club and, you know, crowded champions is something that everyone will be looking for. And I'm very happy and excited. What do you think has brought about this this championship winning season, especially given the amount of time you still have left, the games that have been in hand and so on? So it gives you a bit of comfort to, to now focus on another dream of yours, which is to conquer the African continent via the Confed Cup. Yeah, actually, we have a lot uh, a lot of works to do. Um, in the beginning of the season, we won the Charity Shield. Yeah. It was my first trophy as a president of the club. And then now becoming a champion uh, of uh, NBC Premier League 2022-2023. Uh, but still, we, ha- we do have uh, two trophies in our hand. Semi-final um, of CAF Confederation. Uh, one leg with two advantages, two, two goal advantages. And we still uh, have to play semi-final of uh, FA Cup in Tanzania as well. So four trophies around, two, we've marked two of them, still two on our hands. Uh, yeah, it's, it's a tough moment for everyone. Mm-hmm. But thank um, the entire squad and the technical bench and the supporters that were behind us for the entire season. Uh, and we are now looking forward for the second leg of CAF Confederation that, that will be played here in SA um, on 17th. Uh, and then we're going to have to go back in Tanzania and play the FA Cup semi-final on 21st. <laughs> a lot of games around, yeah. But how are you managing that, though? Is it a case of what... Uh uh, bring in a couple of private jets here and there to make travel safer <laughs> and quicker so that you can get down and then back up again? It's difficult. I mean, one of the most important things that we're doing is uh, with our technical bench, they're very good in uh, rotation. Yeah. So we have a, a squad of 28 players that are almost the same level. 
So whoever that starts, uh, we will have almost the same uh, impact. So, like I said, uh, we played um, two days ago, our uh, 28th game of the season, and we won, and we still uh, keep aside seven players uh, from our normal starting lineup that will be playing on 17th against uh, Marumo. So it's, it's a rotational thing that will keep us uh, moving as long as we have games and the players, but uh, the technical bench manage to do that. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I, I look at the ironies. Yeah, you're looking at a, a club that's just become league champions domestically back in Tanzania. You're playing against a club here in South Africa that is struggling, that is going to be going into their final match day over the weekend. Uh, you know, having to not sure of their status. They might be relegated, who knows, or they might go into a playoff uh, scenario. So the ironies are, are glaring because it's different strengths. But the one thing about Marumo Gallants when it comes to Confed Cup or playing on the continent is that they've shown a different resolve to what we've seen them do in the domestic uh, league. What have you made of them having watched them and especially the 90 minutes you'd have shared when you played in the first leg? Uh, first and foremost, I would like to congratulate Marumo, uh, the way they play in the CAF Confederation. It's yeah. amazing. Um, you know, uh, we're, we're looking at the table. Uh, a week or two ago, they were number 16, the last, I mean, yeah. uh, on, on the log. Huh? And then uh, at the same time, they were on top of their group in CAF Confederation. So there are two definitions if you look around. Number one is either the, the league here in South Africa is so strong, yeah. uh, having said that a team from the bottom of the table being the, uh, the top of the CAF Confederation. That is number one. Number two, it's uh, either or. Uh, their focus is, is making a mark in the international competition yeah. and, and not focusing on the local league. But uh, we've played them 90 minutes in Dar es Salaam. The quality of Marumo is it's up 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 there. They've got very good players. The way they play, their tactical uh, understanding, their tactical uh, discipline—it's very very high. And I appreciate the way they played in Dar es Salaam. They created a number of chances. Unfortunately, they couldn't use the chances, but there were three or four clear chances that they can convert. Um, so uh, we we are coming here with full respect. We we are not saying that we have qualified. It's going to be a tough, uh, tough game, mm. especially um, Marumo. They have nothing to lose. When you talk about nothing to lose, it's everything to gain for yourselves. I, I, I throw back to last year. The club's first ever president is given that task, is elected into a position for the very first time ever. There's a club president. Mm -hmm. I'll, I'll track back the history in terms of why I talk about this. But you become a club president at a mere 38 years old. Sure. There's a massive task that is thrown into somebody who is, by profession, a civil engineer. And, and that is what you've been, the director uh, for the GSM group as well. And your love for football stems back. I'll, I'll draw back to the inference of your now late dad and his frustrations sure. about uh, this particular team. But let me, let me get to the, the stage where you put yourself into a scenario where there is that belief in you, that belief that you can deliver the turnaround from a club that was now struggling financially and otherwise. Talk me through that. All right, Robert. So the thing was, um, Young Africans used to be, like I said, it's the oldest football club yeah. in Tanzania. And it has the biggest history. Uh, when, they, when they started it um, uh, around 1935, it was a group of leaders, yeah. including the, the first president of Tanzania, uh, Mwalim Nyerere. 
they were they were looking for um, a, um, a community that can fight independence. Mm. So it was part of the um, f- uh, community that fights independence of Tanzania that we gained in 1961. So in terms of history, Young Africans is the biggest club in terms of history. Success as well. So what happened? Uh, a few years ago, we had a sponsor who was doing everything. I mean, uh, mm. sponsoring the club, and he was a chairman as well. Unfortunately, uh, he had some uh, difficulties in, you know, uh, with leadership and management. He moved away from the country. Mm. And young Africans dropped dramatically. Yeah. They couldn't be able even to pay the salaries of the players. I mean, forget to, about, sorry forget about signing. Sorry to yeah. cut in. I mean, the incident as it was reported was that he was arrested. Yes. So he, he was incarcerated, arrested, then exactly. he had to leave the country yes. prior. Yes. I mean, post that because he then couldn't come back into a cloud uh, with that cloud hanging over his head. Yes. Yeah. And then that's affected our club completely. Mm. We couldn't be able to pay salaries and the players were, you know, looking for other, other, other football clubs for, for them to survive so based on that young africans dropped dramatically yeah. in terms of performance in terms of results that was 2017 yeah. i don't know 16 17. so we struggled for four good seasons and members and fans were donating and unfortunately we couldn't have a proper channel of them donating so sometimes you donate and you know the money goes away you don't even know who picked the money and mm. and and the expenses as well so we faced a very difficult moment and then my company as a director of investment called gsm group decided to come in and help the club mm. so under my wing of investment uh the owner of the club uh, the, the owner of the company mr Ralph said mohammed uh, tasked me to to run the club to support the club so that's how it started and then i become uh the chairman of the committee that runs the transformation of the club and I, be, I mean, uh, the project manager of the committee that runs the transformation. So we come up with a project called Transformation. Yeah. So the yeah. Transformation uh, project was a project that was specifically invested into a club to change from the old system of operation to a new system of operation. Like I said, Young Africans has a big number of uh, supporters across the country. And we couldn't have the better way of running the club. So we went to Spain. Uh, we engaged La Liga as yes. our consultant. They were part of uh, the transformation project. They were consulting us and giving us the modern operation of a football club. So based on that, and I was the project manager, I took through the club in terms of transformation and making new structures. And, and, you know, uh, and after that, immediately, he went to the AGM, the annual general meeting, mm-hmm. where members and fans voted 100% and say, we need to transform a club. So there were three stages, actually, uh, in that transformation. Number one was the club ownership. Mm-hmm. Initially, it was 100% members. And then we become 49 investors and 51 members. So still majority holders are, shareholders are members, and 49 were opening doors for investors to come in and invest. Wow. Number two was the structure of engaging the investors and, and uh, I mean, private and, and public football yeah. club. And number three was fund engagement. So through fund engagement, we created a system whereby members and fans register themselves into a club. So we have a big database uh, of our, our club members and fans, and they're officially uh, supporting the club financially by paying their membership fees. So through that, we engage the project and get an approval from the members and fans through annual general meeting and from there it was now officially um, agreed and then we create our own constitution we amend our own constitution to accommodate all those changes and then after that 
also one of the changes was now to move from having a chairman of the club to uh, have a president of the club so we had to do election in that election I was the only candidate for for the president's position and everyone say you know what this is your position you're the one who took us from the from the old system to a new system we want you, yeah, yeah we want you to run the thing so that's this is how i became a president of the club and through that we were having two stages uh, as a company like gsm number one was a short term mm -hmm. so mr ghalib said mohammed decided to pump in money to support the club in terms of signing uh, training facilities, logistics, the salaries and everything. So he, in short, uh, short term, he was supporting 100%, uh, moving the club from, you know, having bad results to now compete for, for, for trophies. And then number two now, after the successful transformation, mm. then that's a long-term uh, strategy that we came up with. So now we're between a short-term and a long-term because Mr. Ghalib still uh, support financially, but the members and fans are paying their membership fees. And Young Africans is the most, I can say, we are now sitting at 70,000 members registered. 70,000. Registered. Registered members and who paid their membership fees. I you think it's the highest in uh, Sub-Sahara. <laughs> no, it, it, it is. And when I looked at the figures as well, early on uh, during the day, you know, in, just in preparation for our conversation, yeah. and you'll tell me about this after the break, though. Mm -hmm. And I think as a one-on-one lesson in, in how to run a football club, um, and I think engineer here has engineered a wonderful strategy of how to go about doing it uh, because i was made to learn that in in, in the space of six months mm -hmm. from the fan subscription alone you had garnered half a million u.s dollars five hundred thousand u.s dollars how did he do that find out after this marawa sports worldwide live in three two Good evening, Rob. This is Odisha here in Cape Town. A reaction Monday. Yeah, my goodness, lots of sporting activities this weekend. Uh, actually, Rob, on Saturday, I went to the Cape Town Stadium where I was watching uh, the semifinals of the URC uh, match between the Stormers and Irish side Cochnut. What a match it was. And again, uh, the Stormers are through to the final. You know that they will be defending this uh, trophy. And uh, we got a home final. So, yeah, we're going to, to enjoy... Uh, the match. It will be probably the last match uh, for our captain, that is Steve Kishoff. We had a very, very good game on Saturday. Then on Sunday, Robert, it broke my heart. Cape Town Spurs, formerly Ajax of Cape Town, had a chance to come back into the PSL. All they needed was to get three points from Amatex, and you know what happened? It was 1-1. It was total capitulation of the highest order, and I felt for the boys, and I felt so much also uh, for the legend Sean Bartlett. We had done so well to governors, those youngsters uh, to be where they are, but you know, they've got the second bite of the cherry because uh, they will be playing in the playoffs, but you know, we say congratulations to Polokwane Stars uh, for coming back into the league, but at the same time Daipopisal uh, Dance will have to leave another day whereby they'll be playing in the uh, playoffs, uh, so from me Odysseus, uh, thank you so much Rob and enjoy the program Hi, Robert. Uh, it's Malcolm X. Robert, uh, I'm a Sundowns fan, you know. Robert, the issue of North Africa, you know, there's a there's a certain aggression, you know, and it's not the, your normal aggression. There's a certain aggression and, and tricks that have been played in North Africa. Eh? Just leave the two red cards. Uh, I'm sure one might say they were well-deserved, but, um, you know, when you talk about North Africa, then you include VR. 
you know, it's just a recipe for disaster. At some point, I said on this show, I'm better off without VR because you see, you know, go to North Africa. There's all this sort of tricks that diving and all these things, and even this thing of using of lasers, Robert. I've never seen anywhere in the world. What does the rule say about using lasers? You know, North Africans don't want to win fair and square. They come up with all sort of tricks, and you know that if you're going to play North Africa, prepare yourself for a headache. Thank you, Robert. A headache in North Africa. I'll find out from the president his thoughts about VAR. And Rob and the president of Yanga Football Club, uh, Mr. President, welcome to the country. I just want to ask you, uh, what is the secret or uh, the strategy that you guys are using to get so many fans uh, into the stadiums? Uh, because whenever Yanga is playing, uh, the stadium is filled to the rafters and uh, there's just an electrifying atmosphere. And I just want to find out what is the secret behind that. And it's very great to see uh, one of the players that was playing in this country, uh, Morrison, uh, doing well at the club. Thank you so much. Yeah, Morrison banging goals at the last minute, eh? Bena, <laughs> <laughs> Bena. Oh, yeah. formidable guy that loved him. What a human being. Chatting yeah. here in studio, Hersi Ali Saeed, a young African's SC president. Uh, here's my guest here until the top of the hour. And I can see on social media as well as on social media platforms, people watching or listening throughout South Africa, throughout the continent, throughout the world. And good to have you on board. I'll so take much. a question as well from uh, Juma Ayo, uh, who has uh, sent through a question. But what Deboko was just saying, that what is the secret? Not only just about the derby, though, Mr. President, it's mm-hmm. about your games in general. Full house, certain, almost yeah. every time. Sure. Uh, number one is uh, we have a very strong um, um, supporters across the country. Mm-hmm. Whenever we go, it's not even a stadium. Uh, media people, they'll be able to tell us uh, more. We're informing our members, let's say we're going to one of the regions, yeah. that's from Dar es Salaam to any upcountry region. You go to Arusha, you go to Mwanza. We inform our members and fans like we are coming to Arusha, uh, we will land at this time, um, and you will see a number of supporters coming into a, a airport. Mm-hmm. You're not talking about a stadium. Uh, they will come to straight to the airport and, and, you know, support their team from, right from the airport. So, and this is based on, uh, I can tell you the structure of our club is based on the membership, uh, mm-hmm. branches. So all the members, uh, must be uh, registered in a specific branch. So you must have a branch before you become a member of Younger. And the branches are scattered all over the country. So we have branch in every part of the country. So those branch leaders are the one organizing the members and fans to support their team. So that is number one. Yeah. Number two is the quality of, of players. Uh, we used to have a very difficult moment back then yeah. when we never had good players and good results as well. So if you don't have good players, good results, nobody can come and watch the game. So now we have the best, uh, the best players around the team and, um, uh, we managed to win 49 and beaten, eh? uh, don't forget that. So with that 49 and beaten, the fans and members, they're very happy and say, you know what, I'm going to watch the game every uh, week in, week out. And the reason behind is they will see good football and they will get results. But well. how do you challenge yourself in that? Because here you are first season or first year in as a president of the club unheard of uh, previously you can't even look back in history in terms of the position itself but also just the achievement uh, that you've garnered in such a short space of time you've already won the championship confed cup is up there's community shield in the bag there's still the fa cup that you can contend and win so so much success short space of time 
Are you up for the challenge? Are you up for the thrill of what the expectations will be, not just from yourself, <laughs> but from these millions of fans? Robert, um, uh, there's one more point which is very important. Yeah. I've been with the team for three years as yeah. a leader. Correct. But now uh, it's just one year of, of being a president. The president, correct. Those two years that I'm talking about, uh, Yanga was very down. I signed, look at the, the squad now. Yeah. I can tell you by the time I was in as a chairman of this, uh, the transformation part, until now, we don't have any player that was part of that regime. So I've wired up everything. This is a new squad that I built from scratch. Mm. Talking about goalkeepers that we have now, all of them, I'm the one who signed them. The central defenders, the backline, the entire backline, it's under my registration. The midfielders, the strikers. So I built this team from scratch. So two years, I was building this team. The third year, I become uh, now, you're talking about last season, I was, we became champion because of the registration of, of good players. This season, again, as a president, I be, uh, we become champion because of that. So it's not something that came from nowhere. My first season, we became number two in the league. We, we signed like seven players and we became number two. My second season, I add more 10 players in total mm -hmm. 17. Mm -hmm. And then we become champions. That was last season. This season, I've signed again five players and two locals. So total of seven to wind. I mean, uh, now coming up with 28 players. You're talking about the entire squad that was signed under my leadership. But also just convincing Amalia national goalkeeper and Diara to come through and sign up with something sure. else. A top player, Amalia, coming through from the Congolese exactly. team as well. I mean, that, that, that's not easy to get these top players who are number one, number two goalkeepers sure. for the national team. Sure. And then we have Azizi Kie, the player from yeah. Asik Mimosas, one of the best in Africa. Last season he played for Asik Mimosas and they were doing well in uh, African tournaments. And he was attracting all the the clubs across the continent as well but it was it was easy for me uh, to convince these players because I was doing it myself uh, Robert I was traveling all the way to Congo to pick the players myself I was traveling to uh, if I give you the story of Aziz I went to watch him yeah. when he was playing with the uh, Berkane against Asik Mimosas I went to Morocco just for him I spoke to him we, he, he saw how serious I was, and then I had to travel again yeah. to Ivory Coast to convince his mother for him to, to, to come to Yanga. So it wasn't easy. And some of the players and, and the, the managers and their parents, they want to see the seriousness of leaders. And now um, they have seen it. And on top of that now, after what we've done this season, it's easy for me to bring any player, even from South Africa. <laughs> <laughs> well, you've taken a CEO from us, yeah. Yeah, sure. <laughs> which is which is one of the things uh, I think Propilani wanted me to ask you. Uh, he's one of our, you know, our leading sports gurus here in South Africa. You were saying that what sort of skills did a guy like Senzo Mbata uh, bring at younger? Senzo was experienced uh, international um, uh, leader as well with his experience. Yeah. And then he came from Simba. Actually, I picked him not from South Africa. Oh, yeah, yeah, come from next from door. The <laughs> other, yeah, from the other side of the street. Uh, and Senzo brought in, you know, I was doing part of the management and I wanted to have someone like a CEO to run a football club. You know, coming from my side at that time, I was on the sponsorship side and part of the leadership. But we wanted to have a strong CEO that has experience to build the team. As of as of now, uh, Senzo has added a number of experience uh, and also put in place the system uh, into our club, and we uh, he managed to we managed to win the league last season with him, 
and then he moved for for other opportunities. And so then you couldn't also, knock him down. Come on, I, mean, surely. I, I wanted yeah. actually. He stayed away away from his family for a very long time. Yeah. I mean, uh, and to me, it makes a lot of sense. But he's he's going to be there on uh, on Wednesday when we're playing uh, Galax Galant, eh? and he, we were very very connected. We're in good terms. Uh, he's part of Yanga as of now. Yeah. You've been contacting and giving us more details. So, which South African about. player are you currently scouting? Ah, there's one player I really love. I don't want to. I know I respect he has a contract, but uh, we will mm. see end of the season. I'm gonna bring one player from South Africa to Tanzania. Which club, at least? Um, <laughs> looks around for help. <laughs> trust us, trust us, trust us, so that we will bring you back into let, the studio let, let again. Me, let me keep it. I'm going to surprise yeah. you guys. I'm going to surprise. I need to bring one, uh, one player from South Africa. Okay, I'll, I'll mention yeah, technically for for technical reason, eh? not for fun reason. Eh? Yeah, we do have other reasons. Like let's say we're signing a player. I can tell you, Young Africans is very popular yeah. uh, across Africa because of the type of players that we're bringing from their own countries. You go to Congo when Yanga is playing, everyone yeah. is cheering Yanga. You go to because of our players. There are some of the mm. players you're talking mm. about. Uh, Fiston Mayele is from Congo. Yeah. And we played in uh, Lubumbashi, his hometown, and half of the stadium was supporting him while we were playing Just for one individual. Yes. So the, the player from South Africa that you want, and I'm pushing it because of time, mm -hmm. is that somebody, you can say yes or no, from Chiefs, Pirates, or Sundowns? No, no, no. Not at all? No. But it's, it's from the Premiership here it's in South Africa? From the Premiership, yeah, yeah. Whew. Striker, goalkeeper? Striker. Striker. Yeah. Top striker? Top, top, top striker. Top goal scorer right now? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Robert, you're killing me now. <laughs> oh, yeah, you're man. almost there. You're almost there. Okay, all right, yeah. all right. Let me take uh, Juba Ayo because he had sent me this uh, question. He says, uh, when will he manage to start a transformation of the club? He says, now Yanga has a CEO while they are still working on a former system as well. I mean, what, what's your take around the CEO? I'm sure you kind of understand what Juba's saying. Yeah, I know, saying. I know what he's yeah. saying, yeah. Um, so what is happening now, it's most of the um, in-house uh, process. Uh, so the transformation was already done, uh, yeah. part of it, including the structure and also the leadership. Like I said before, we used to have a chairman, now we have a president. So the structure is well taken care. Yeah. But now we do have other pro uh, programs that will be coming in, including um, valuation of the club so that we can be able to sell 49%. But for me, I just want to tell them, uh, Tanzanian people, they should understand. We are raising the value of our club before we start doing the uh, valuation. You can evaluate the team uh, one year ago and you do it now. The value of Yanga at, uh, at this point in time will be very high compared to last season. So we're trying to give it a space and build the team so that when we do the proper valuation, the club value becomes high. And when we sell that 49%, mm -hmm. we'll get more money. Like um, it, it, it can't be the same as what we've done uh, two years ago. Yeah. So yes, the transformation process is done, uh, is, is, is going well, but most of the activities are in-house and not uh, for the public use. A lot of people enjoying the interview all the way through in Tanzania, watching it on, on YouTube. And Dele Maketa says, uh, with our president, uh, what an interview, boss. Uh, the meaningful leadership that you bring in, uh, this is young Africans. Well, I try to hunt for you. Uh, for your Twitter handle, I couldn't find it. It's, it, it's a, it's a, it's a lovely one. It's <laughs> yeah, C A A M I L eight. 
So, yes. Ndele, thank you so much for bringing it through. I'm going to follow you. Uh, I'll be one of your followers uh, right now because it looks like you've learned a great deal from the use of Manji, one-person ownership from one person's pocket. And then there was that 2015, 2018 period where the club was in the Dalrams. Mm-hmm. You've woken it up. Now, let's say somebody listening to the show says, what a well-run club. I want to purchase it tomorrow. What's the value of the club at the moment? So we're going to do a proper valuation. We engage uh, a proper value, um, and then he will be in a position of evaluating the club, and then we'll do the multiples, uh, you know. So getting 49% out of the club is going to be how much? Yeah. And then from there, we can float the shares on the market. So as, as of now, I cannot say how much is the value of 1%, yeah. but we'll be able to do that after we engage a proper consultant. As I said, I was hoping that he would tell the story because a lot of people are a bit confused and saying, how can an entire president go scouting for players? This man's dream and his following, you know, started way back. His dad's <laughs> listening on the radio, not even had television then, on the radio. would be very frustrated yeah. at a losing younger. Mm-hmm. And when the son sees a dad frustrated and unhappy and close to tears, you want to find out, to become inquisitive, what is going on? What is this club? What's this football and the short story is, he wanted to change the cause of that in 20 seconds. Dad must be proud yeah. in heaven right now. Inshallah. Hey? He must, have been, he must <laughs> be proud he is, of what he is, you're doing. He is, I'm sure. Yeah. Where he is now, he'll be very proud of his son, yeah. But good luck. Good luck for the game against Murmur Gallants. I know that you know South Africans will be vying for Murmur Gallants, but in terms of what you've done and your leadership as well as joining us here tonight, I wish you nothing but the best, Mr. President. Thank you so much Thank for joining us. Thank you so us. much, Robert. It was nice meeting you in person. Thank you. Uh, used to watch you. <laughs> before I get fired. Yeah, yeah. Okay, before I get fired from radio, let's go. Marawa Sports Worldwide Live. In three, two, one. On 947, Vuma FM, Rise FM, and Soweto Live. Hashtag MSW.